Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming out to the Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. There's other people that they couldn't be here because you took their seats because you're on top of your game. You're on top of your shit. And look at your and look at your beard even. You have time to do that and fucking get tickets for this. Actually, maybe that saves you time. You're like, fuck shaving, I'm buying tickets to things. Oh, I am Cameron Esposito, your host and the wearer of this pleather jacket, so give it up for that. I'll be wearing this all night long until I sweat and have to take it off. Um... Oh, it is one. And I can't even believe who we got to uh, be on the show tonight for our one-year anniversary. We have an insane lineup. We have a double. We have a double spot on the show. Do you guys know that this is a, this is going to be the best show of your lives? We have eleven people here that all of them could. They could each individually speak for three hours. It would be captivating. At the end, it would get a little long. <laughs> but together, they're going to unite for possibly uh, the best. The best comedy show in the world, I think. <laughs> and I do mean in the world, because we're also live streaming the show on uh, Laughster.com. So uh, this audience, let's hear it for that audience. <laughs> and here's why we're live streaming the show. So uh, folks that are watching on Laughster, they can make a donation to the L.A. Gay and Lesbian Center uh, for the Highland Center for Youth uh, for for gay and lesbian kids that are on the streets, and we're gonna we're gonna help them with our jokes, <laughs> to be happy and proud, and with houses. I don't think. <laughs> I actually feel like maybe I overestimated our reach just a little. I think we can buy probably one half of a house, uh, a very a ter- like a shitty, like a Barbie house. But I'm really, I'm really proud of that because it's important to me to, uh, to do something with a show that's special because it's our one year. I feel like shit tonight. I want you to know that. I'm super sick, which is great because I'm talking right up top, pretty close to the microphone. So everybody will be sick. Um, I feel, a little, bit, I feel a, little, a little bit sick. And so on the way here, I was like, I wasn't even focusing until I was driving here on the fact that it's been one year since we started the show. And this has been like a crazy year in my life. Um, I, this is not to, you know, I mean, I don't want to, not that I don't want to hear about your lives, uh, each individually, but we'll get to that part of the show later, (laughs) where you just kind of pick, like, your best and worst date, and then, like, what's a food you had this year that you liked? Other things, like, if you're like, oh, I tried that corn with the mayonnaise on it, you know, if you did that this year. (laughs) We want to make sure to cover those types of things, those events in your, um, in your life. But this has been a crazy year for me because I got, I got to start this show just a couple months after moving to L.A., uh, a huge, like, historic, giant show that was called uh, Comedy Bang Bang used to be in this slot. And uh, that show ended because they got a television show, and they decided to go uh, disseminate their uh, hilarity through t- uh, television screens. And so there was an open spot, and one young upstart... <laughs> 
just here from Chicago, called a meeting with Ryan McMenamin of A Special Thing Records, and I said, I think we can podcast a stand-up show. And he said, you are an insane person. Because nobody will ever agree to that. Who, what comic would agree to that ever? And I said, fucking put them in a room with me. I'm charming. I understand social media. I get the now. I understand the internet. And so we've been doing that. We've been doing that for a year. And, uh, and Ryan's in the booth. Let's hear it for Ryan. It's also been such a crazy year because, like, so I'm trying to think of, I mean, I can't even go back to one, so one year ago I was not engaged. Uh, and I am engaged now. And that's been a big change in my life because that really cements, I don't know if anybody here, is there anybody here that's married or engaged? Uh, anybody in the, okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're all gonna look, look to the right and left of you. That could be who you fuck tonight. I am, in, I, am, uh, I am engaged. I am engaged now. That's been a big, that's been a huge thing. Um, because it also made me realize, I will say being engaged made me realize like, oh my God, how wonderful to finally... Like, f like, feel like I'm building a life with somebody because, you know, have, being a stand-up comic, I, I don't... I never had, like, a lot of stability um, and because you, you go out and you do shows at night when other people stay in and watch SVU. Yeah. Luckily, SVU is also available on Netflix. <laughs> so you can watch that shit during the day while you email about the shows at night. <laughs> but, uh, wow, did I just blow somebody's mind? <laughs> did you hear that audible gasp? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It really fall, the show really falls off around season 12. <laughs> Surprisingly. That's when they're just like, what else do we have? I don't know. Uh, the photo, everything is... After season 12, everything is just... I believe that was photoshopped. I don't know if you... I feel like season 12 is when SVU was like, there's this new thing called Photoshop. And then after that, it's everything's like, well, we have a picture of the baby being... And then, no, uh, it's always Photoshop. I mean, there is a penis in the picture with the baby, but it's not his. It's not Edward Furlong's. <laughs> or whatever 90s guest star they have in the show. <laughs> but the other thing about being engaged is that it made me realize I'm fucking poor as shit! I had no idea how poor I was until people started asking me if we set a date. Because I'm, I'm always like, well, okay, how would you do that, first of all? Because, like, you have to... Do you guys know you have to... You have to get married at a place? I mean, we could just go to, like, the Justice of the Peace, and I think maybe that's what we'll end up doing, but you still have to wear clothes there. And I only own, like, one good hoodie, and it has a stain right here. That's why I wear a jean jacket on top. You pull it close. You're like, what stain? So I'm broke as shit, so we gotta put off the wedding until, uh, well, until, you know, we get that, uh, that deal, whatever that deal is. Uh, it's not, it doesn't even have to be like an entertainment deal. I just mean it could be like a great deal on a couch. And then we'll, we'll take the money we saved on the couch and we'll, and we'll get married on the couch. <laughs> Let's, we're, we're renting our own couch. We're getting married on our couch and our dog is going to come to it. I have a dog. That happened this year. I got a dog and that's weird because it feels like a half kid. You don't realize that I never... I hate animals. I hate them until I had one and now I kiss him. Today I thought about his butthole. His butthole was in front of me and I thought, what if I tried to ring it like a doorbell? Because I, I wondered if he would get the joke. 
<laughs> he'll be like, that's... But then he doesn't talk. <laughs> and uh, another thing that's been happening this year, I've, I've gotten to tour a lot. I've gotten to do a lot of shows on the road. Um, and, and that's been really fun. Uh, I got to go I got to go on tour with uh, Anthony Jesselnik, who's on the show here. And I went to like a bunch of cities, like more cities than I've ever been to in that. It was just a couple of months, and then I went to like 20 two cities in three months and I figured out that that makes you feel like you only wash your pants <laughs> like if you've if you've ever traveled that much that's the only priority you have you're like fucking my legs are dank again I get really dank legs is there anybody else here I get serious because my pants are too tight you know I need to wear looser pants but I won't and so therefore my, my schedule is just like why am I wash these pants and then you know and then I gotta get on that plane <laughs> And uh, the other thing that's happened this year, and this is not, this is not like, this is actually just real, so I'm just going to talk to you guys about it. Uh, I got to, I got to like achieve some of my my career goals this year, which is really crazy for. I got to be uh, on the television screen a little bit this year for the first time in my life. Uh, I got to do like a late night set uh, where, which ended up being really crazy, and uh, Jay Leno talked to me in a denim shirt, um, <laughs> and that was amazing. And uh, then I also have gotten to do a lot of sh- I've gotten to do a lot of uh, the show Chelsea lately. I'm like a regular on there now, which is crazy because I don't understand why I'm a regular on there. <laughs> because I always it feels like it goes terribly. I don't know if you guys uh, n- have seen this, but it I feel like I do a bad job. <laughs> and they give me fucking me so who cares? Um, but I will say the last time I was on, I was on last night and I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't have cable, so I've actually never seen myself on television. But um, I was on last night, but I do know that the one before that, I do know that they edited out everything except for Chelsea fucking up my name. <laughs> like, I just couldn't get my jokes out quick enough. So it looks like I say nothing. And then she goes, what, Cameron? And then I go, it's Cameron. And then that's the end of the show. <laughs> Like, get that Carmen girl back here! She's bringing comedy gold to this show. So that's been pretty amazing. And um, I just can't believe it. Like, I can't believe... So this... And I feel like some of that is actually also this show. You know, just like having your home base in L.A. And then people can come see you. And then you can get booked on things. And then you can uh, actually, like, make some amount of money. You can buy half that couch. You can maybe get married someday. And your dog gets some food. Which is great. Because then, you know, when he poops out of his butthole, then you just clean that. And then you ring it. Um... (laughs) And that's how my last year has been. <laughs> and a lot of it is because of you guys. So let's hear it for you guys. If you've come to the show before, especially. If you've come to the show before, especially. Now let's get this fucking thing started with some great comics. We're going we're gonna, to... I'm going to rock and roll in between everybody. And uh, thank you so much for your patience up top and for listening to me talk about uh, myself with, with, with such clarity. Um... <laughs> This first comment coming up, she, we could not do the show without her. She is here every week, and she is a, a favorite of mine. Uh, let's hear right now for the amazing Rhea Butcher, guys. Give it up for Rhea. You guys, a serious round of applause for Cameron Esposito. Yes, yes. Hosting the show for a year and marrying this James Dean of a woman. (laughs) Thank you for that. This is a big moment. It's a big show. I work on this show, too, so it's kind of my baby a little bit, so it's a big anniversary. we got huge names on this show, so I figured it's a great time to try out some new material. (laughs) What do you guys think? I I made some changes in my life in the past year 
decided to go like pretty much sober in like May. I stopped drinking, doing anything, dropped everything. I had quit smoking cigarettes already. Smoked cigarettes since I was 12 years old because River Phoenix was my spirit animal. <laughs> Stand By Me is my favorite movie of childhood. Finally quit that, but I quit drinking, quit all other toxins, all that kind of stuff. You know, I, it, like, all my senses, it's like I could see better, could hear better, smell more things, uh, but no sense was more heightened uh, than my sense of superiority. <laughs> I am so much better than all of you guys. Walking around with your substances. None of that. I did recently uh, break that sobriety, however. Uh, over the holidays, I tried shrooms for the first time. <laughs> because, hey, you're only 31 once, you know? <laughs> and shockingly, despite this pleather jacket, I had never tried them before. I'm growing up on the wrong side of the tracks, never tried shrooms. So I tried them, ate them, felt disgusting. And then immediately just had a horror ride of emotions. It's just like, I'm really angry. I have no idea why. And then I just imagined myself angry for an hour and a half. And then I thought my dog was dying. And then I thought my dog was on mushrooms. So basically, I'd like done drugs and I'd been drinking since about 12 years old. I, I used up all the fun. Let all the air out of that drug tire a long time ago. But I did, I mean, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. I grew up in Ohio, which I like to call the thinking man's Indiana. <laughs> you guys know this. There's not a lot going on in there. Spray paint cans, lots of graffiti. Became an artist at an early age. But uh, I was hanging out with some of my friends when I was about, I think, 13 years old. I had a crazy experience. Uh, it was like a Saturday, I think, in the summer. I had these three other friends. And of course, they were all boys, because, hey, lesbian. <laughs> And we would skateboard together. And uh, me and my one friend decided to hang out. And the other two friends were hanging out together. They went to skateboard by the library. They got really bored with skateboarding by the library and decided to catch a dumpster on fire. It's a fun little Saturday. <laughs> See how that burns. So they did that. Then we were going to meet up. First friend and I had no idea about this, this uh, dumpster shindig they had going on earlier. We just met up with them. And we were traipsing through the woods with a couple backpacks full of 40s, as you do, as a child. <laughs> For later. So the four of us, we had this backpack full of 40s. Colt 45, I believe, was our brew at the time. It's seasonal, you know. <laughs> so we're going from one set of woods to another set of woods. We have to go across the street. All of a sudden, the cop car comes barreling up. Sirens blaring and everything. <clears throat> and they arrest, they begin to arrest the two dumpster friends uh, from earlier in the day. And my, the, my other friend and I are, I'm ter absolutely terrified. Because at this point in my life, I'm still, I'm going to like uh, all-girl Catholic school. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Playing basketball, all that. I'm just beginning to scratch the surface of being a bad boy, you know? So I'm terrified of what's going to happen. And my friend who's getting arrested, he had the backpack, he somehow took it off and left it on the ground. So there were two police officers arresting my 13-year-old friends, and there are 13-year-old me and my 13-year-old friend, and we're just staring at this backpack, staring at the police, 
staring at the backpack. And I start thinking, that's my future in that backpack right there. I got to get this thing out of here. And I like turned into Tom Cruise and like Mission Possible or whatever. Ten. And I realized I have to pick this up. So I immediately just started scooting over. Surely they won't see me scooting over. Scooting over. Bending down. I was playing a human claw machine with my own body. And then I scooped it down and I slowly put it on my arms and stood back up and they didn't, not a single clink. I was blessed with those bottles and I got out of there. So that's why I'm standing here today. Thank you. Thank you. It's a tough, tough point in my life. I, I think I've told you guys, but I'll tell you again that I am a vegetarian uh, with the last name Butcher. That's crazy, you know? It's kind of like if Superman's alter ego was Clark Bad Guy or something like that. I, uh, I ha I've been a vegetarian my whole life. I've never eaten meat, not one time. Although sometimes it pops in there when I'm at a restaurant and I'm eating and I go, oh my God, this tastes like food. I ask, is there meat in this? Always the answer is yes. I feel nourished as though I've put something in my body that is supposed to be in there every single time. But as Cam said, we did get a puppy. And, uh, you know, I wanted to get a dog because I'm a vegetarian. I love animals. I've been a cat person most of my life. And God, what a disgusting way to live, you know. <laughs> wanted to change it. So we got this puppy. And I wanted to take care of him, give him some place to live. And I feel a little conflicted as a vegetarian because it's creating this weird hierarchy of, like, I'm not going to eat a cow, but I'm going to let a dog live in my bed. That's weird. <laughs> so one thing I do have to do to keep him, like, happy is you have to give him little chew toys and stuff. And one of the chew toys I have to give him is something called a pizzle stick. If you're not aware of what that is, it is a dried-up bull penis. It's a dried-up bull penis. They come in all kinds of different sizes, which is even more gross. They're huge, also tiny. How do they... I don't understand. Which one is the genesis of the bull penis? This one or this one? I don't know. So I have to give this dog this bull... It's basically, to me, it feels like if I had a baby and it was crying, so I gave my baby another baby's penis. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I've been Rhea Butcher. Enjoy the rest of the show. Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear for Rhea. I did get to see Rhea uh, think our dog was on shrimps, and that was a magical moment. She was like, I think he's on shrimps. <laughs> I think one of the number one ways to tell if you're on shrooms is if you think your dog is on shrooms. I think my dog ate some mushrooms because he looks like a dinosaur. This fucking dog. Better get in the pool. <laughs> so I, I am a, a, a lesbian. I'm going to marry Rhea, that's true. And, um... Also, but you know, I sometimes people when you, when they find I'm a gay, they they'll they'll be like, oh, did you ever, did you ever, did you ever um, did you ever try men? And I always want to be like, yeah, 
because I live in the world. Like, I wasn't raised on a gay island with a gay volleyball. Like, everything is straight. So it's not like you're just like, well, I'm pretty sure, like, you, you give it a test run, at least. Especially if you're a woman, because nobody's like, hey, I think you're a this for your entire life. But you're just like, oh, she likes sports. Um... <laughs> So, like, for instance, and I mean, I really, like, I tried. Like, in high school, I dated the captain of my football team, uh, which is amazing because I was the mascot of that football team. <laughs> Do you have room in your heart for how amazing that is? Like, he had, four, he had 4% body fat, and I was a giant red bird. <laughs> so, like, he'd score a touchdown, and, and I'd flap my little bird arms the appropriate number of points, and then he'd kiss me on my little plastic cheek. And then our high school class voted us couple most likely to live happily ever after. Which is what happens when you go to a Catholic school. <laughs> People are like, no, I'm pretty sure that football player and that bird are going to make it. <laughs> hey, I am so excited to bring this next comic to the stage. He's a good friend of mine and an amazing performer. I know you guys uh, would know him from his Comedy Central show, The Jesselnick Offensive, and also from everything else he's ever done. Let's hear it right now for the amazing Mr. Anthony Jesselnick, guys. Give it up for Anthony. <laughs> Um, so you're doing a lot more post-tour. How does it feel? Do you, do you, because you did a lot of shows. You, like, killed yourself with shows. Yeah. Do you care about getting up right now? Yeah, well, it's like, I took some time off over the holidays. Holidays are terrible for comedy. So I took the time off, and now it's like I've got to kind of, like, get my act back and also incorporate new stuff. So you need the downtime so you can, like, your brain can forget what you've done, and you can kind of move on. Yeah. I want to keep moving forward with stuff and change things up, so I, uh... And I know you were telling me the other day you're going to get back out there on the road, you think, pretty soon. Yeah, I think March. March will be back out. Well, folks, should go see you is what they should do. Thank you. Go see Anthony Dressel like then. All right, dude. That's all. That's all I'm going to ask you. Get the fuck out of here. No probing question. That's a probing question. Yeah, oh, I take the hard hitting Anthony Dressel, guys. Yeah, Anthony asked me if I remembered that liquor joke as if I ever watched his set. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck that. I was backstage drinking your liquor, Anthony! That's what the liquor joke was. Oh, you! Just kidding. I watched him every time. He was very funny. Oh, yes. Well, guys, I can't even... This, uh, this next comic, I mean, I've known him for uh, years and years. And I know his mom. Great mom. <laughs> Great mom on this comic. <laughs> Yeah, great mom. Uh, but also just like one of the funniest people in the whole dang world. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Kyle Kinane. Thanks. Yeah, she knows my mom's name is Deb. Deb, my parents' names are Pat and Deb, which sounds like a step dance from the 70s. Do the Pat and Deb. Do the Pat and Deb. You know, it sounds... Oh my God, I fell in the shower, uh, which I'm too young to do. Which, so that means I was drunk. That's what happened. I'm at a uh, crossroads of age and behavior where things are getting mixed up. Like I'm just now going through a rap phase. But it's only rap I didn't listen to in high school, so just me listening to Cypress Hill, but I'll still scratch my ears with car keys and just mutter out, like, that's better than sex. Like, I'll still blurt that out. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'll just fart in a bar and be like, old engine, she's burning oil. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I was just drinking in my shower, 
Because uh, sometimes, you know, you just, you know, you, you, you get a spa day. As a man, you get a spa day. You know, it's not champagne in a hot tub with a mani-pedi, but you put a couple on the tank of the toilet, and you have one because you got yourself a waterproof speaker for the shower so you can listen to all that previously said rap music. And you sit there, and you sip, and you, get, and you, just, and you just steam it out. And so I was having that, and, uh, and a friend was uh, coming over, so I left the door open. Uh, I was Not like, I'll take a quick shower so I can answer the door. I'm like, I'll be at having a spa day. Just come over, the door will be open. So I heard him come in, and uh, I fell. The reason I fell was I was leaning out of the shower, trying to tell my friend that he should get a beer of his own, and I was pointing out where they were. It was the fridge. It wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't like he needed a Goonies map to find him, but yet I said, like, I still lean out of the shower and around the door of the, of the bathroom, like, get yourself a drink out of the refrigerator, just blank on the floor. What's, what's wrong with your life? <laughs> you know, you can't, I threw up brushing my teeth. That's the worst hangover ever when you throw up, brother, because that's the opposite effect of what you hope for. Like, ah, oh, oh, I got a terrible taste in my mouth from that night of drinking. Let's go in there and scrub them up. Oh, this is, this is the opposite of what I hoped for. I was hoping for some minty freshness and a clean slate, and now I got this problem. You can't flush a sink. You just got to get in there. You gotta clean that up like cat barf. Cut a paper plate in half and scoop it out. <laughs> These are the dilemmas. These are the dilemmas in life. The rest of the country's dealing with the day after tomorrow and everybody here's like, ooh, jacket weather, finally. <laughs> time to dress up a shitty tree like it's Christmas time. <laughs> Lucky us. <laughs> I killed a cactus? That's a sad accomplishment. Cactuses thrive on neglect. And I went above and beyond. That was a, that was a depressing thing to also feel proud of. Like, oh, you're supposed to live forever. Yet, like I felt like a supervillain. <laughs> Got real sad about the cactus thing. How about being a grown man thrown up in the afternoon from a hangover? Really shouldn't kill cacti. That's, that's, that's a sad thing. You're getting that point where you celebrate defeats that are disguised as victories, you know? Freddie's like, wait, what do you got going on tomorrow morning? My response was an exuberant, I don't have to wake up for anything! <laughs> like, oh, that shouldn't have an exclamation point. I don't have to wait. Literally nothing requires my existence tomorrow. <laughs> that was like an excited way. Like, what do you got going on tomorrow morning? I could die in my sleep. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> oh, you were just talking about brunch. Brunch is cool, too. I could go to brunch. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I stopped getting diarrhea. That's like something... That should be good news, but I didn't change my life. I didn't change my lifestyle where that would be a result. So that's not good news. That's just my body absorbing the, the poisons. That's like if you drive your car around with the check engine light, 
on, and then check engine light just goes off. But you never fixed your car. That's not your car going, you're busy. We'll get, we'll take care of this. Who are we? We're being selfish right now. No, that's your car going, clearly you don't adhere to warning signs. Why don't you just enjoy the last six months of your life? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, uh, I live in Silver Lake. It's, uh... <laughs> really? I eat mopeds for breakfast. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> Fucking mopeds going by. So, uh, I, uh... I, it's weird. It's a gentrified neighborhood. Uh, and, uh... It's weird, like, to be in gentrified... I'm a fucking bearded, white, old hipster. This is a rap music. I know what I am. I know what I've done. All right? I know what I've done to the neighborhood. All right? Yes, I'm the reason that Ralph turned the Ralph's turned into a Gelson's. I know. I'm sorry. But it's weird when you hear like cuz you you'll hear people complain about gentrification, but I always hear like the wrong complaint about gentrification. Like I, I was in San Francisco, I was in the Mission, which is a gentrified neighborhood, and I was uh, like you know, out on the street for a bar, like, and this guy, like a, a, a local, like you could tell him he was, he was pissed, and he was coming out of a liquor store. He's like, "Man, fucking used to get shot straight out, standing on the street corner, man. Now it's a fucking yogurt shop." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's way better, man. That's. I like well, it's never like you're squashing the cultural history of the area or like rents going up. It's like, man, it used to be dangerous and now it's pleasant. Like that's <laughs> I'm not saying you should thank the white folk moving in, but a yogurt place is kind of a nice time. You're not gonna get shot getting yogurt. A 31 flavors, maybe. I could see somebody getting shot in front of an ice cream place. But yogurt, if you if you fucking got beef with somebody so bad that they roll up on you at a yogurt shop and you get shot, you had that coming. If you were such a dick that you get yogurt, but you pissed off somebody with a gun still, and you're like, give me the gummy bears, freeze the gummy bears and put them on there, and somebody blasts up a yogurt land, you, you probably deserve that. And you, you bring that neighborhood back. All right, that's my time. Thanks a whole bunch. at home you guys can also donate some moolah to the la gay and lesbian center you can get some cool prizes uh like if you give 25 bucks and i'll mention your name on the show plus you've saved some fucking kids <laughs> so that's important kyle was talking about gentrification this is I, this isn't that but i did some shows in has anybody ever been to brea yeah. has anybody ever been to brea? it's like a i guess it's a suburb of this where is that place <laughs> I don't know, I just got, I drove there. It's in Orange County? Yeah, okay, well, anyway. Um, I did some shows there, and the only thing that's, there's, so there's like a downtown area that's, well, what, what is an Old Navy? Is that a downtown in the suburbs? This is like, I'm going downtown to the Old Navy to pick up some eggs. Like, it's like that kind of a thing. I grew up in the suburbs, um, but, I, but what's crazy about like a, you know those suburbs where there's, where there's so much now? Like where there's like, 
there's two there are two movie theaters and then an old like the biggest just a block long old navy that by the way has a block long tower records right next to it which should be a warning sign to that old navy because that tower records is not open for business anymore <laughs> and old navy's like i believe we can do it with shorts um but the only thing that's amazing about this is that there's like two giant parking garages where you can park to just kind of go to this like ice cream shop old navy downtown area but between the two parking garages there's like there are like two blocks of just normal houses that are beautiful with Christmas lights on them. Like, I'm pretty sure they come with Christmas lights where they're like, oh, you're going to be between these two parking garages? Blah, 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 may I interest you in this? And they have, like, driveways as if it's a real place! I don't know who lives in those houses. I just did shows and then I went home. I'm so bummed that I didn't just knock on the door and be like, what are you making for dinner? Because what are they making for... Like, if that's what you're... I'm not down in it. I just... How is your... Like, how are you if you live between two parking garages? Like, do you ever just... Are you ever like, eh, I don't feel like making it in the driveway. Zoop! Like, do you ever just go in the parking garage? Can you valet your own car and then just go home? Like, how does that... Seems amazing. What if you could just walk to the movies? And I don't mean, like, walk to the movies. I mean, it's just one step. If you're like, boop! Like, what if it's just one step into the movies? So anyway, I'm moving to Brea. <laughs> what, would you, what would it be like if it was that? What would it be like? Here's what you get. Shorts. You get all the shorts you want. Super easy shorts. But then nothing else around there. Then there's nothing. You know what I mean? Then there's just road. It's pretty serious. You better hope you don't ever need pants. At least, especially not pajama, you know, like if they're real pants. Because Old Navy's got pajama pants in spades. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, some Old Navy shoppers over here. Don't, you can't fool me with that off-the-shoulder number. I know what's in your drawers at home. Yeah, it's all Urban Outfitter when you leave the house, but come on, at home, you are lounging in pants with penguins on them. Silly penguins. How often you go there? What? You have those pants that I just described? With penguins on them? Yeah, I know. Of fucking course you do. Yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah, okay, cool. That's great. Uh, How are you doing? Yeah, I like your inside of the, oh, maybe it just shifted. Or do you usually wear your watch on the inside of your wrist? Like, just like, I don't care, or did it just shift? Yeah, it moves on its own. I get your vibe. My shirt just falls off my shoulder. My watch goes on my own. Um, that's cool. What do you do for a living? Um, I work for Slam Dance Film Festival. What? You work for Slam Film Festival? Is that a that's a thing? It feels like it's a thing. Yeah. What is it? It's in where? Park City. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. They definitely have film festivals there. So that sounds legit. Um, what is what do they do at Slam Dance? Is that the opposite of Sundance? Is that a funny pun? Like. Oh, you're across the street? Yeah, like, fuck, fuck yeah. you, Robert Redford, and your turquoise jewelry that you sell in your catalog. Yes. Is, it, is it during the same time? Yep. Wow. Start you start next week. Yeah, which is also when Sunday, Sunday starts. <laughs> I put that together. Okay, cool. Um, and you only take stuff that 
that's, wait, how does it work? Is this, do people put their films to you because they already hate Sundance, or are you like a runoff? Be honest. You get a mix. Okay. I think it's great if I just cough right now. That'll be good for the podcast. Keep it in. Okay, well, uh, let's go to Slam Dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, well, I'll see you there. <laughs> Forget it. I'm going to Sundance for sure. For sure. Okay, guys, this next comic, one of our favorites here. Put your hands together. Let's hear it right now for the amazing Katie Crown. I'm so sorry. This is a character. I'm so sorry. It's not me at all. I'm so sorry. I'm not like this at all. I'm so sorry. This is an like, insult comic. Hey, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but please, like, I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, it smells. Oh, oh uh, sorry. This is a premise. Uh, this, is, this is a, this is a, my impression of an insult comic whose always, insults are always backfiring. Like, oh, yeah, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? I don't give a shit. Oh, fuck. Come and give me a cup of piss. I'm thirsty. I just... <laughs> comic was confused. Yeah, someone give me a cup of piss. I'm thirsty. Fuck you guys, huh? Scared of me now? Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, oh, hey, oh, ooh, something smells bad. Let's go in the crowd. What do you fuckers smell like fucking pussy? Fucking steak shit pussy. Wait, oh no, it's me. Oh no, it's me. Oh no. Backfired, backfired. <laughs> Ooh, who's this ugly piece of shit over here? Who's this ugly... Oh, no, it's my mom! I love you, mom! I love my mom! I'm so sorry! Oh, heard a shitty name yesterday. Some Someone was calling out for Snad Jojo. They were like, hey, Snad Jojo, your order's ready. Oh, no, that's my name! My name's Snad Jojo! Mom! Oh, fuck, man. Seriously, though, I hate everything. I hate... No, I love everything! Oh, no! <laughs> Backfire. Anyway, it's just me. It's just me having fun. Uh, also, did you like the, uh, my sunglasses just go over my glasses? You don't have to buy prescription. Bullshit. That's just how the government tries to make you pay money. <laughs> just like really shitty anyway. Uh, hey, oh, okay. Well, my name's Katie. Okay, so also I just thinking of this in the car. I was, uh, I bought kitty litter for the first time because my boyfriend has a cat and I, he was like, can you pick up some kitty litter? I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this must be exactly how my dad felt when he had to buy me tampons when I was little. I was like, I think this is, I, I get it now. This is exactly what my dad felt like. Exactly. I get it. Anyway, it's not. Because you go in the tampon section, you're like, what one would my cat want? <laughs> too big, too big. I don't know. <laughs> oh, terrible story. I just thought, oh, no, I don't want to get into that. Okay, I lived with a girl who had a cat that was in heat, and there was a and a friend of ours was like, you know how you get the cat out of heat? You gotta put a Q-tip in it. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, we gotta do it so this cat stops being crazy. <laughs> you gotta put a Q-tip. I can't believe I'm saying. <laughs> we didn't do it clearly. We wouldn't have never like the obvious. No, but like they were like the 
person had done this before because she was telling us you have to do it. She's like, yeah, just put some like KY jelly or something on the end of a Q-tip and just satisfy your cat, I guess. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Anyway, of course you didn't do it. I can't believe I'm telling you this. I feel terrible. You know me, I'm nice. Anyway, oh my God, like what? She's livid! <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, this is very nice. Happy New Year. Um, has anyone ever, has anyone, an actor here, does anyone have to go on auditions ever for stuff? Is this the thing anyone has to do? Does anyone have to do job interviews of any kind? Does anyone have to go and do stuff to get stuff from someone? <laughs> Me too! Uh, but sometimes, sometimes it's hard, right? Sometimes you don't want to screw up. Uh, I came up with a neat tip if you're worried about going to a job interview or an audition or something and you're worried about screwing up, you don't want to look the fool. I thought of a neat thing. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure it'll work. Uh, get a piece of uh, raw meat and just like a little square. It fits in your hand. Okay. So you know, I'm like, yes. Good. <laughs> and then take some hair and dust and stuff, maybe sprinkle that around, make it authentic. Have that, put it in your pocket, and then go to your audition or your interview or whatever. And if it goes fine, if, if what you're doing goes fine, uh, without a hitch, don't worry about it. Forget about it. Just leave it. But if you screw up or you do something wrong or you, like, fumble a line or something, be like, oh, oh sorry. I'm sorry. And then tell you, like, oh, this came out of me earlier today, so I'm just distracted. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Back to what we're... Sorry. Uh, back to the task at hand. Well, can we take that from the last line? I'm sure I'll get it this time. Anyway. Well, that works. Uh, I love bread very much. No, yeah. Uh... There's a new bakery that opened in my neighborhood, and uh, my friend Robert and I love bread so much. We were like, let's get a bunch of this bread. It's specialty bread. It's called leaven bread. Have you guys heard of that before? Okay. So it's this French bread. We bought 10 loaves of this leaven bread, and we went back to my place. And by the end of the night, Rob and I had eaten all of the bread. It was all gone. I only had one loaf, though, which means that 9-Eleven was inside Rob. 9-Eleven was inside Rob. I know. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm not going to tell you what day I came up with that joke, but I am proud of it, and I mean no disrespect. Uh, I came up with another one, too. Another one along those lines is so dumb. It's not even as good as that. It's a bad thing to go out on. But anyway, uh, so my friend Anna has a jean store. Piece it together. See where I'm going to go. <laughs> Anna has a jean store. She only sells jeans. She's a real snob. And, uh, uh, oh, wait, how's it go? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the name of her jeans, by the way, this is a fun card game. Like, oh, let's come up with neat. Anyway. Puns. Okay, okay, so let's go, let's go back. Okay, so Anna makes jeans. They're called Apollo jeans. And I was, you have some nerve, Anna. All Apollo jeans. I mean, really, nerve on all apologies. You say that? Nerve on all. Oh, well, let's work on that one. Okay, I think I gotta go, but thanks very much, guys. Thanks for listening. You guys, Katie Crown. She was on the lovely show Bob's Burgers just recently, so you should give it up for that again. You just saw some Bob's Burgers voice talent. I'm 
just lending my voice talent because, hey, sometimes you get a little sick. You got to breathe it out. And I'm, I'm filling in for Cameron Esposito right now. So you guys should give it up for me. I'm jumping in here. Are you guys ready to keep the show going? Are you into that? Awesome. Well, you're going to love this next comic. We love him at the show. We have him on all the time. You guys give it up for Brendan Small, everybody. Brendan was talking about reality shows. I mean, are you guys huge reality show fans? Because I... No? Well, good night. Come on. I'm going to tell you about two reality shows that you should absolutely watch. Number one, if you're not watching this one already, just give up on life. Because you should be watching My Cat from Hell. Because that show is hosted by one Jackson Galaxy... Who is a cat whisperer by day and a musician by night. And he also has the most insane facial hair I've ever seen on a human being in my entire life. He has no hair on the top of his head. Sideburns that are cut down the middle. Shaved right there. And then just a little, little patch down the center. It's a gigantic soul patch. An extra, like a tiny soul patch, but then he dropped some magic growing powder on it and it got too big. Rick Moranis was probably involved and his soul patch got way too big. Well, this guy goes to people's houses, teaches them how to love their cats. Mostly, these people just hate having a cat. They're like, God, this litter box is full and my cat keeps clawing at me and it meows all the time and walks around. That's mostly their complaints. And he's like, have you tried feeding it? And they're like, oh, never thought of it. <laughs> so you guys should check that one out. And then my other recommendation, which is my absolute favorite show, and I have it in my Hulu Plus queue, Bar Rescue. Oh. <laughs> Only a couple fans. I, hear, I heard some moans. <laughs> you guys need to get on the John Taffer trade because that man... <laughs> is helping America one bar at a time. <laughs> this guy is like, uh, like a disgusting uncle who's like way too rich that like came in from Florida and wears like brown Italian loafers with like black pants and is the only human being that owns striped dress shirts with white collars. <laughs> and then he just like sends people into a bar and they experience how disgusting the bar is serving solo cups indoors, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, pretzels that have been around since 1987, that kind of stuff, from a, like a Cadillac Escalade, and he just starts fuming and his eyes start crossing. <laughs> it's a great show. He one time, this was when I was hooked. In the first episode, I was like, I don't know about this show. But then he remodeled it, and he was yelling and telling everybody what he did, had done to this bar to fix it. And he was like, and over here, I've put in what I like to call the butt funnel. <laughs> Nobody told me there was going to be a butt funnel when I entered the show. And it's not what you would think. It is just two, it, it's a walkway. It's two walls. It's like a little fence. It's, it's like a playpen for adults at, at a bar. And it forces two people to walk by each other like they're on a plane. 
Now, I would have been more interested in an actual butt funnel. Because I don't think that thing's going to work. So you guys should check out that show, despite the fact that I just said butt funnel ten times. Scared the crap out of all of you. Or just watch My Cat from Hell. It'll make you feel good. Feel good about life. Are you guys ready to keep the show going? Awesome. This next comic... We love her so much at the show. I think she's absolutely hilarious. You guys are going to love her. Give it up for Karen Kilgariff, you guys. How's it going? Good times, right? This is a good show. There's so many people backstage and Subway sandwiches. It's a pretty sweet sound, right? I lost my mind. Uh, I'm taller than this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I wish I was as pretty as that porn star you're in love with. But I will never wear a tube top pumps and super skinny matchstick jeans. Cause I was born with calves bigger than your average discus thrower's forearms. So for now, I'll just hang back and wait and see. And hope that one day you'll be scarred by acid or by love. If there's a god above, let him fix the score. Right now you're a solid nine And I'm a four But I couldn't love you more <laughs> Thank you <laughs> If only life was like a sitcom If only I could play the husband Then I could just be fat and funny And you'd be hot and shut your mouth but we all know our roles It's impossible, it never will be Otherwise men fall in love first Through their eyes, second through their eyes So I hope one day you go blind From a macular disease Because there's no one else but me Who loves you more now open up, or I'll kick down your door Because I couldn't love you more so much I um I uh, have a brag a little bit um I did a show uh recently a comedy show that Andrew Bird the singer songwriter was the kind of opening act for you guys know who that is he's um yeah KCRW everybody <laughs> no he's great he's a really amazing singer songwriter and he does a lot of 
borderline professional sounding whistling in his songs. Um, so he was first on the bill. And then I came out like three acts later. And so when it came to that part of the song, everyone in the audience thought I was giving Andrew Bird shit and they went batshit bananas. They just thought it was great. They thought I was riffing or something. Which of course I was like, yes. But then when I saw him backstage, I felt really guilty. So of course, like a lunatic weirdo, I went up and I was like, hey, just so you know, um, uh, that song has been like that for a long time. So just, I wasn't making fun of you or anything. It's been like that. And he went, oh, I don't care. <laughs> Touche, Mr. Bird. I've also done this song on the, on the Put Your Hands Together podcast, that song, already, so I apologize to the people who get really mad at repeating. I think there's, there's a sect of repeat haters. Eat it, you know what I mean? I only have like four songs. The fuck am I supposed to do, write new material? I forgot my password again I have no idea what it could have been Tried my old dog's name My birth date I tried One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight But I guess it slipped my mind Cause those little blue words came up every time Did you forget? Did you forget? I gave up and I clicked yes Why do I pretend? Whatever I will just forget again Why don't I break down and use your name It's the only thing that's in my brain That never seems to go away I think I lost my phone again Oh, holy shit, it's in my hand Something's really wrong with me I'm not the man I used to be text my friends and when I do I don't hit send something's really wrong with me I said that already when does this part end and when do I go back to being smart again or will it just get worse and worse each day is that the only way my brain will ever let you go away Hold on. Uh, well, you should clap. I mean, that would be terrible. Let's not, let's not be crazy. That was fucking an amazing song and an incredible moment of vulnerability that you could never do yourselves on a stage where people are, like, almost touching your ass. Imagine, imagine being in this position. <laughs> so uncomfortable, right? That it's actually not such a funny song and then I messed up the last chord. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's like your mom drunk at the Thanksgiving dinner table like, all over again. So I'm back on the dating scene. Uh, I wish that wasn't true. I wish I could... Yeah. Oh yeah, I see that light. Believe me. 
I'm out of here, and then I'm gonna drive to Barstow. Um, I gotta do it. After every show, I gotta do it. So anyway, um, <laughs> this is a song I wrote. This is what my OkCupid okay profile uh, would read like if I had one, which I never, ever will, because <clears throat> I don't want to get stabbed in the neck. Okay. <laughs> Can you see the dog hair on my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Best reaction ever. <laughs> no, I don't want to meet you for coffee. I don't care where you went to school. I'm not interested in sitting around watching you trying to act cool. Just be brave or go away. Thought you guys. Guys, Karen Kilgara, one more time for Karen. She has an album coming 
out very soon on AST Records. You should pick that up. Very exciting. Oh, you guys, I had to go take a cough break. I just had to go cough for 20 minutes straight. Uh, but it seemed like the show was going very well. I'm trying to talk delicately so I don't reactivate it because I really want to fucking be here tonight. Also, fuck me. This, I deserve this. I cannot tell you how much I deserve to be sick right now because I know uh, who I got this from, and it, uh, it's uh, Rhea Butcher. She got me sick. Uh, but, no, I fucking deserve it. I deserve it so hard because I, like, never get sick, and she was very... Like, I'm... Like, I don't... She was very... She was this. But I'm also... I don't, I'm a really intense person, and uh, I don't like to be slowed down. <laughs> So the whole time she was sick, I was like, can you get up so we can go for a sex run or whatever? Like, just sexing and running, you know, or just whatever. Can you get up so we can write a shadow puppet trilogy? Like, just, like, yelling at her. Can you stop? Can you stop it? I am sleeping. If you could stop it, you're sweating on me. I'm the fucking, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. And then I also, I just, I'm like just such a baby right now. I'm such a fucking baby. I'm still even from the couch. Like I haven't left the couch all day, but I'm just still yelling like, oh, you're eating Pop-Tarts for dinner? Like I'm still doing that. <laughs> Fuck me. Like just, I just, I can't tell you how much I deserve. I deserve to be much sicker. I hope I have at least three to four more coughing attacks. Uh... And that, that would be what I deserve. Um, so, Karen has an album coming out on uh, AST Records. Here's another thing. This weekend, um, I'm going to be recording an album for AST Records in Atlanta at the Laughing Skulls. So this is part of this. is going to go on the podcast, and so people are going to listen to the podcast, and then they're going to tell their friends in Atlanta, and then their friends in Atlanta are going to come. Or maybe we have any listeners there. I've never been to Atlanta. So I don't know. Or you guys. You guys might know people in Atlanta. Or you might be rich. I don't know if you're rich. You might have jets. Maybe you have jets. <laughs> get in your jet and go to Atlanta. <laughs> and I get what you guys are saying. You're like, oh, but like, you know. Actually, there was... Like, you can't take anything... You can't take things personally if you do this job. But there was a... People are tweeting as they're watching, which is super cool. So thanks for that. Um, but there was one person who tweeted... Just, like, didn't even tag. I would never have seen it. But then some, like, little sweetheart tried to defend me, but then did tag. So somebody tweeted, like, this girl's the worst. I can see why she's the host and not the headliner, which is amazing. Which is amazing, because fuck you, it's my show. I fucking hate you so much. works on this show too like this isn't like a I mean you, you know we've already had like really very famous uh, human beings that are you know really successful at this job and then there's gonna be other people here nobody backstage was like oh I wanna headline this three hour show you better not put me up early I wanna stay the whole time <laughs> but I, I also it's but then somebody jumped so somebody just wrote like who the fuck is this person I hate her forever and then somebody said somebody put Put a pe- hey, somebody followed the rules and they put a period and they wrote at hey, they wrote at Cameron Esposito, she improvises those monologues, alright? And she does it every week and she's very funny. I assume they didn't have like a is there a little avatar where you can have an arms akimbo or whatever or whatever that they didn't have that in there, but it was implied. Um, 
Zana, thank you, whoever the fuck that was. I can't remember your name, but cheers. What's up? Also, maybe next time don't... I don't know if I want to be tagged in that next time. <laughs> like, in the future, if you guys ever see, like, she's so fat and stupid, don't be like, she, well, from certain angles and certain shirts. You know, like, don't... I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um... And I can't even, I wanted to block the guy, but like he doesn't even know my name. So that would, you know, like, cause he did, so that would be like, ah, I blocked you from not knowing who I am. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't usually tell uh, actual material on this show. Um, and that's, that's because I'm, I'm trying to do a good job hosting and being here with you guys. And also because I do it every week and uh, you, you don't want to hear the same jokes every week. Also because it's so, just so much more fun for me to talk about the slam dance than. <laughs> You know, whatever I usually talk about. But I will do, I'll do, uh, this is one joke I've been working on that I'm pretty in love with right now. Um, so I, I find that uh, straight men, I hear straight men, I hear straight men say this all the time. I hear straight men say, uh, two dudes, two dudes, t- two dudes together, <laughs> gross. <laughs> two dudes with butts, <laughs> together with butts. <laughs> Gross. But I always find it interesting. Those are often the same gentlemen who are like, women's butts? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> women's butts? For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And I always want to be like, you know the different stuff's in front, right? <laughs> like, this is the same. <laughs> I said that joke recently, and a guy in the audience audibly turned his front and he goes, it's not the same. And then I had to be like, oh, you don't know. Like, that's why, that's why you're homophobic. You've never seen a, you've never seen your own. So if you're here tonight and you've never seen your own and that's where your homophobia stems from, if you're like, women bottles are different. When you get home tonight, take a selfie. Take a selfie. Flip the camera to whatever angle seems right and just look at it. Now, it's going to be hairier. For sure it's going to be hairier, but, spoiler alert, she's removed a lot of hair. Whoever you've been with. The other buttholes you've seen, they're hairless for a reason. I mean, yeah, also women have, like, less body hair. But, like, in porn, like, for sure. Do you guys know that those are not... Oh, do you think those are their real buttholes? That's just like a fake, that's just like made of putty. That just cuts to whatever. There's just one of those. There's just one of those, there's just one girl. It's like there's a mansion in Beverly Hills. I don't know if anybody here has been here, but I went here, my parents were visiting and I took them to this mansion where they shoot like every mansion scene. You guys should, I can't even remember what it's called right now, but, but literally it's like, oh, X-Men, Spider-Man. Oh, Rory goes to school there and Gilmore Girls. Also, like every every scene you've ever seen, where you're like, God, there's a lot of fucking Greystone. Ma- oh, that's what it's called, Greystone Mansion. <laughs> if you ever like, God, there's a lot of fucking Greystone mansions. It's just the one. There's just one. There's just one. And so that is like a bottle. <laughs> This next comic, what a headliner. He's going up in the middle of the show, but he's a real fucking headliner, and you're going to absolutely agree with me when I uh, say his name. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. (laughs) 
I had known that you put this show together, Carmen, I would not have written that on Twitter. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, happy anniversary to put your hands together. Give it up for Cameron Esposito. Rhea Butcher. This is a great show. Hello to all of you. Hello to our streaming audience in their own homes. Let's cut the shit. I have a comedy piece that I'm going to do. Well, I don't know why I'm angry about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's the thing that I like to do sometimes is I like to take old advice columns from the 50s, 60s, and 70s and uh, answer them from today's perspectives. And it's a, little, it's a little thing that I call advice to the probably dead. <laughs> So I try to find people who had problems that just do not exist anymore today, but were obviously a huge crushing difficulty in their time, and then kind of rub their faces in a little bit. So these are all actual, real letters uh, from uh, days gone by that I have called from the internet, and I'm going to answer them for you live in person right now. Letter number one comes to us from July 21st, 1965. I wonder if other women have had this set pulled on them and how they handled it. I have been invited to luncheons and even dinner parties where there are three and sometimes four hostesses who have gone in together to give the party. Now, I always reciprocate when I have accepted an invitation, but at some of these affairs, I have only known one of the hostess, the one who invited me. Am I indebted to all the hostesses? <laughs> or just the one who invited me? Please print the answer. Either I have a lesson to learn, or some of my friends have. <laughs> oh, you poor, archaic manners prisoner. Here's how much things have changed. I had to look up the word hostess because I forgot what it means. So you're upset that four people got together to throw a party and you feel like you have to have a party and invite all four of them even though you only know one of them. So you're asking if you have to invite strangers into your home because they go through a party. You would lose your mind if you knew how people handled parties today. It is awesome. We say we're going to go, then flat out don't with no explanation. We show up empty-handed and get super drunk and uncomfortably full on homemade snacks. We leave without saying goodbye. And we snub people left and right and everybody goes along with it. It is social chaos and it works great. But anyway, you're trapped back there in a time when you had to send a thank you note to someone who told you you had a pretty hat. Here's what you do. Invite those three total strangers over to your house and no one else. They will be wildly uncomfortable. Just keep offering them stuff. Really play it up. When they try to make small talk, give them one-word answers and ask them if they'd like more canapes. When it becomes too excruciating and they make their excuses to leave, wait until they're just barely on the other side of the door, then slam it and laugh hysterically. You're welcome. 
Letter number two comes to us from June 27th, 1968. I never thought I'd be writing to you, but nobody else will listen. My mother is a first-class A1 square. I'm nearly 13 years old, and she treats me like I was four. She won't let me use any makeup, and she tells me how I should fix my hair. I look like a creep. It's a wonder a boy will even look at me. I asked her if I could have boys come over, and she said, No, you're too young. She showed me something from your column about when a girl could be her own boss. You said that when a girl can pay for her own education, buy her own clothes, pay for her room and board, dentist, doctor, and all that crud, she could be her own boss. <laughs> Believe me, you didn't make any points with me. What I want you to do, what I want you to do is tell me how to convince my mother that I can be trusted with a boy. I'm an honor roll student and it's time I have a few privileges. By the time my mother thinks I'm old enough, nobody will want me. Hey. You may be pleased to find out that teenagers are still the absolute worst as they were in your day. However, you will be disappointed to learn that today's 13-year-olds dress more prostitute than you could ever even have imagined. What is it that you want your mom to allow? A skirt that shows a little calf or something? Are you begging her to let you wear glasses that have off black frames? Were you hoping to wear some false eyelashes, the most sophisticated thing a lady could do? I'm sorry to tell you that today, children are allowed to do absolutely everything they want to all the time. The days of paying for your own education and clothes and dentist and stuff are over. Now children, little kids, like eight years old, have their own telephones that they carry around with them everywhere they go. And the parents pay for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can't even have a boy over your same age in the house at all, even though your mother would just stand there staring at you the whole time you played checkers or whatever depressing old-timey activity that <laughs> passes for fun in your time. Here's what I would say to your mother to convince her to trust you with a boy. Tell her that when you take off all... When you take all the clothes off your dolly, it makes you feel funny under your tummy. If I'm any judge of primitive minds, she'll be pushing you into the arms of boys left and right. Maybe even some college guys. Either that, or she'll put you in an insane asylum, and they'll probably take a chunk out of your brain. Caveat emptor. Letter number three, November 11th, 1974. First, let me tell you that my husband is 38 and I am 36. We have been married for six years after dating for 11 years. We wanted to be sure we were ready for marriage. I was not snooping because I'm not that type, but before the Goodwill people took away an old trunk, which has been stored in our attic for a long time, I looked through it, and I came across about 200 letters addressed to my husband in care of a post office box in a nearby town. He has to go through that little town on his way to work. My curiosity got the best of me because these letters were in three different handwritings, all addressed to him in care of the same box office number. Hey, some were dated back as far as two years ago. Seems he's corresponding with three young girls, 13 and 14-year-olds, through some pen pal club. I don't know what he has written to them. But they think he's a single 18-year-old boy. <laughs> Interested in a romantic relationship. He's in co he is college-educated, and I only graduated from high school. He's a religious man and respected in his community. What would he do something like this? Is he sick? What should I do about it? 
I'm not sure if you mentioned that he is college educated and you've only been to high school to imply that he should know better, or if you're implying that maybe this type of creepery is something that only super smart people do. <laughs> Please know that this disgusting behavior is open to all types of people. Let freedom ring. Your husband is a sort of pioneer. I don't have time to explain email or Facebook to you. But this sort of thing still goes on today, only it's much, much easier and cheaper. You don't need a P.O. box. You don't need stamps. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't even need a pen. You can impersonate people from your own home. You can even do it while your own wife is asleep right next to you. Now, this doesn't really help you at all, but in a weird way, your husband is to be admired. The sheer amount of effort he put into this 200 handwritten letters. Nobody writes letters for non-disgusting reasons anymore. Not to say this guy isn't deeply sick. He is. He kept this from you for 17 years and counting. Now, I'd say that's enough, don't you? I say pack your stuff and get out of there without a word. Then write to his P.O. box with a note that says, Surprise! And sign it, Chris Hansen, age 15. Our final letter is from February 8th, 1967. I've been married for 25 years, and my pet peeve is my husband's constant complaining about the sandwiches I put in his lunch pail. He says he loves tuna fish, but it makes his hands smell. He doesn't like pork products and says peanut butter gives him a pain between his shoulder blades. He also says he's sick of eggs and cold cuts, and chicken and turkey are too dry. Yesterday, he came home and said a fellow had a Canadian bacon sandwich, and it looked real good. So this morning, I put one in his lunch pail. Well, he came home tonight and said he found out Canadian bacon was ham, and he hates ham. Do you have any ideas? My man is driving me nuts. Okay, first, when I heard about how the tuna fish makes his hands smell... I thought maybe you needed sandwich-making lessons. You know that bread is a key sandwich component, right? It really makes the sandwich. Then I thought, maybe your husband needs eating lessons. Maybe he's squeezing the sandwich into a ball or some other shape to fit it in his mouth rather than take a series of bites until no more sandwich. But if someone is willing to eat out of something referred to as a pail, what other behavior do you have any right to expect? But obviously, you are a prisoner of your time. As all husbands viewed their wives back then, this man regards you as his personal sandwich slave. He says, jump, you say, what kind of meat? Which makes me think, and really it's all about the meat, isn't it? Makes me think your husband, this pale eater out of her, is hinting at something, and you know what it is. He wants a meat you haven't offered him yet, one that he can't ask for directly. That's right, your husband hates ham and Canadian bacon and other pork products, but he is dying to try long pig. I'm saying your husband wants to eat human flesh. My advice is, next time you talk to your housewife friends, 
after you've all taken your pills, <laughs> ask them if any of their husbands are cannibals. I bet one or two probably are. If only, if only from being dosed with LSD by some long-haired freaks high on banana peels. Ask these ladies where they, where they go for their human meat. The good news is, you're probably not on the menu yourself, since I doubt this guy can boil water. He can't even keep tuna off his hands. I doubt he can manage roast wife. On the other hand, that thing about peanut butter giving him a pain between the shoulder blades is just insane. Fake your own death. Good luck. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Happy anniversary. Put your hands together tonight. everybody. Great stuff. Well, I just want to keep the show on rolling with another comic. Are you guys ready for that? Keep it going. We are killing it tonight. Isn't this the best show you've literally ever been to in your entire life? It's like the Wolf of Wall Street in here. Not that stuff. The fun stuff. The party stuff. All right. The Leo DiCaprio. Anyway. All right. You guys, this next comic is another friend of the show. We love him dearly. You guys give it up for Matt Bronger, everybody. It's forward right now. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I, I'm excited uh, to, do, to, to have done this show. Was, yeah. Everybody's having great stuff. You sex. are amazing. Thanks. The, the crowd was super great. How often have you told that? Because you told a story. Mm-hmm. How, how, like, is that something you tell a lot? Or is that like Wh- newer? Which story? The, the story about the, the... You told a story about a gentleman who's like trying to carry yes. drinks in a bar. Mm-hmm. That joke is is very old and I've only recently I just stopped doing it mm-hmm. for like years and years and then I brought it back because I started talking about I've been trying to make more personal stuff uh, happen on stage so it's like I started talking about like you know some of the shit jobs I've done and experiences there and stuff and that, and that joke I'm now it used to be like so long now I've like cut out all the fat and stuff like so that the, the other interesting thing about that is that and you do this very well in a lot of your other stuff too like you make it seemed like you're actually telling a story what you're doing mm. is telling jokes. Cool. And that is really hard to do because you have to like replicate the the newness to you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, you have because to you have to love it again and Yeah, because yeah. you can kind of almost like half deliver a really good joke that's like a one liner. Sure. I mean you can actually that's like the whole point of Mitch Hedberg's career, right? Right, Just right, like right, sit right. On your, yeah, yeah. Go back on your heels. But if it's a story you really have to be like you guys. Yeah, well, like this crazy thing. <laughs> totally. Like when you're telling a new story to like friends, you're so excited. You're like, yeah, you, you'll never believe what just happened. You know, this guy took a dump on the bus or whatever. But it's like, just like that. It's like sometimes it'll be your friends will be like, oh, that's so funny. They'll be like, why did you tell me that, dude? That's not that's gross. You know, so like, you know, sometimes you can tell a new story on stage. You're like, yeah. this is so great, you guys. And you'll see that sometimes like comedians will like tell the stuff and then they'll tell one thing that just won't land. And they're like, what? Why? You know, How but do you, feel about- so you kind of save up the good ones, you know, Oh, you just let them. I'm going to go uh, bring Bob off in a second. Let me just ask you one question. How do you keep it like interesting when you're telling a story again? What do you do in your little brain? Well, I feel like there's there, there's certain stories that like I've told a lot of times stories that are other friends stories that I wouldn't tell on stage. But like, you know, if someone's like, oh, I'm a big fan of like Bob Seger. I have a great story about Bob Seger being drunk at a resort my friend worked at, you know, that I'll be like, okay, you got to hear this. And it's like, <laughs> it's fun just to watch them. And I think it's, the, you know, when people are like, holy shit. Oh, I, think I love it's, that. Okay. It's the same thing yeah. to a new audience that doesn't you're, know that you're, joke. You're, you're like, all right. have to remember look, that it's new for them. Here's a story. It's almost like... Yeah. 
grandpa has this one story he just keeps telling. Yes. Because he likes to tell it. You know what I mean? He wants to You're the grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. We have a couple more comics left, and they are all amazing. You guys are still in for so many treats. This next comic, he's a brilliant comic. He's also a friend of the show. It's all friend of the shows tonight. But he also has a new movie coming out called uh, Willow Creek, and you guys should check that out. You guys give it up for Bobcat Goldthwait. You guys. Hey, hi, how are you? Hi, I am Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, good evening. I'm going to uh, use a, uh, a, a music stand to hold my notes. I'm going, uh, Paul F. Tompkins was uh, very modern, and he had an iPad. I'm going old school. I love Paul. He's brilliant. Very funny that he dressed like he's from another century. <laughs> and then comes on stage with an iPad. Hi, I, uh, I, uh, I'm really happy to be here because uh, I had a movie turned down by Slamdance. <laughs> I really did. And uh, first of all, let's put an asterisk there. I, um, I really love Cam and Rhea a lot, and I just worked with them. And uh, this is an example of how my brain works. Uh, they're both sick, but I didn't think they were that sick. And they were kind of really quiet, and they had bags under their eyes, and they weren't talking, and they usually finish each other's sentences. And, you know, and, and, um, and, and I immediately don't go, oh, they have a head cold. I go, I think it's over. <laughs> Fucking show business, you know what I mean? Cam Star's getting a little too bright. Rhea's getting left behind. The story is old as time. This is really what I thought. It wasn't just now during the show. I go, oh, they're sick. It's okay. I just... And then, briefly backstage, before I found out how sick they really were, uh, I was looking at their bags under their eyes, and, uh, and, and, and I put a positive spin on it. I said... Maybe they're just shooting junk. I really did. Maybe they're on dope. I actually, uh, uh, you, you young folks probably uh, heard that. Oh, by the way, this made me laugh. I was, I was just looking at them in the bathroom. I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I grew a little beard. I thought, well, I'm going to look young. And, it, and it just, I didn't know. It came out completely white. Yeah, that makes you look young. Uh, a white fucking beard. All right, so... Um, not that I'm trying to impress you as young. I don't know why. I, um, uh, <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, because I'm single again. And, uh, but then that sounds weird. Sounds like I'm cruising for young women, which I'm not. But um, age-appropriate women. I don't think I'm cruising for that either, honestly. Right now, the whole idea of it. Okay, so uh, I... But they're not on junk. I See, I, heroin is not as bad as you young folks were told. Um, heroin, heroin does not kill. Uh, 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 running out of heroin, that kills. If you're on heroin, you don't have the energy to kill yourself, nor... Uh, or... or uh, <laughs> Golf killed more rock stars than heroin. All right, I digress. So, um... I was 
scrambling to write a set, and I noticed that buttholes seemed to be a theme of this evening. And buttholes, animals' buttholes came up twice. One of the movies I wrote and directed was a romantic comedy with a tiny bit of bestiality. Thank you. Have you saw it? Oh, thanks. And when we were making it, uh, this woman uh, found a script. She was a neighbor. I very rarely have permits when I'm making a movie. And uh, so I had to be, she goes, can I, can I ask you a question? And if anyone says that, no, that's the answer. No, because they never have a good question. It's never, can I ask you a question? Do you like free money? It's always like, um, it's bad, that's all. So she says, can I ask you a question? And she goes, she goes uh, I go, what? She goes, why would you make this movie? This is the worst script I've ever read in my life. She found a copy of the script, and she read it, and she was a neighbor, so she called the SPCA because she thought we were really uh, uh, performing bestiality on a dog. I digress. So, so, and I was with my friend Morgan Murphy, who was in the movie, and, 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 um, and so then the woman saw that I was bummed out, and I had to be patient with her. And, I'm, and I go, oh, well, you know, that's, you know uh, that's your opinion. And then she goes, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You're just the director. And then uh, Morgan goes, no, he wrote it, too. Uh, and then the SPCA came. All right. So um, that's true, too, but that's a too long story, and I want to I get to a lot of things. So I, um, buttholes seem to be the theme. Um, Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, it kind of opens with Leonardo DiCaprio doing cocaine through a straw out of a woman's asshole. That's how you'd say it, right? He pours blood, so you saw it, right? Okay. And um, a lot of things hit me when I was watching that scene. Um, First of all... I felt the actress, is that the lead lady? Because you only saw the butt. I didn't know if it was like a stunt butt or... I didn't know what was going on. But I just felt bad, you know, for her imagining like, Mom, Dad, I got a part in a movie. My scene's with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and then the, he puts cocaine in her butthole and then he snorts it with a straw. And... Uh, I don't know. Uh, The person I was with said to me, do you think that's real Coke? (laughs) Like, that's the problem she had. Do you think that's real Coke? (laughs) When you do uh, cocaine in a movie, they give you fake Coke. It's usually made out of uh, baby laxative or vitamin B. I I was in a movie called Blow where I had to do it. But the funny thing is, is people always go, what are you really snorting? Like, they're going to give you real Coke on a film set. You know, (laughs) take 13, action. this actress's name but uh but exactly (laughs) well i'll I'll try to edit so here's the thing not not content speed so (laughs) the potential for having one of the best dvd extras of all time was lost on this woman it would have been so awesome if she just let one fly you know what i mean (laughs) do you know what i mean like and Leonardo DiCaprio's face is covered in white powder. Like, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, Cut. You said it. Um, it's like a little, all right. Not very witty, but that joke only has a shelf life of about two weeks. So, um, so, oh, I was like, uh, uh, slam dance. So, um, 
I have to back up my career a little bit. Uh, I make really tiny movies with my friends, and uh, one was a rom-com that was a bestiality movie called Stay, and then there was another one. I just made a Bigfoot movie. Uh, I made a movie called God Bless America, where, uh, spoiler alert, maybe a baby gets shot. And in uh, those, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm just trying to, I know a lot of you aren't familiar with my body of work. That's why I mentioned this. Seriously, I, when Blockbuster just closed, my movies opened at Blockbuster. I took the hit hard. So, but um, being rejected from Sundance and, and Slamdance is, is, is something that's part of the, the life of the indie filmmaker. And I'm familiar with that. I've been lucky enough to have movies in a lot of festivals around the world. But I get this letter from Slamdance, and it was, it was an action, it was a form letter. And um, it said, it said, you know, it told me they're sorry, they didn't accept it. But then the thing, it says, but don't stop making movies. Keep, keep it up. You never know. And I'm like, nobody's waiting for my movies, Slamdance. You can't fucking stop me. <laughs> Hang in there. I'm going to keep making them. You can't, you know. I go, hey, how about a fisting musical? Sure, that sounds good. You know. Just stick with it, Bob Scratch Goldfarb. Maybe someday. I am too old to... I had the career most people had at the beginning at the end, you know what I mean? I sold out early, you know what I mean? I, they're, they're actually rebooting Police Academy. They're going to do what they did to 21 Jump Street. They're going to make it a comedy this time. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll talk about selling out quickly and then... Get, I, um... I, uh... I, when, we, we, we're, um... I have a real problem with uh, a lot of things, but one of the things I have a problem with is comedians who apologize. I, I, I you know, the, the key to 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 uh, not having to apologize is use notes and um, don't say anything you don't really mean. That's all. Then you don't have to apologize. Like, uh, well, okay, how am I going to do this? Man, I can't believe it. I'm going to put this on the interweb. So hang on, ladies and gentlemen. Like, um, I really have a huge problem with the N word. It, it, it really bothers it, it like when I hear it, I'm really offended. I'm comfortable with the word nigger. Now, <laughs> listen to your silence. It's so great. See, <laughs> let me say this. If you're black and uh, you hear someone using the term the N-word, uh, as a white person, let me tell you something. Those people say nigger all day long. <laughs> Can't can't not say it enough. Nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> now, if you're using a word to belittle an entire race of people to make yourself feel better, that's a bad word. That's a dirty word. But I can't believe in this day and age, words still have any kind of weight. It's the intent. So, like, when Paula Dean, when she recently gave that deposition, and, and, and they said, have you ever said the N-word? And her little fucking batter-dipped fucking hillbilly brain, she scrambled around and said, when, when did I say the N-word that everybody will understand? And so she said, yes, I did, I did say the N-word. When that man put a gun in my face, I said the N-word, want to describe him. And she thought she was going to get, like, high fives. Woo! 
too, you know. Yeah, I'd say it then too. But the correct answer was, uh, have you ever used the N-word? She goes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm a big Richard Pryor fan. And when I went to buy that album, That Nigger's Crazy, the man behind the counter told me he didn't have it. So I said, do you have Super Nigger by Richard Pryor? And he did. <laughs> All right. I feel like I got to end on a little bit happier note. Uh, I'll tell a quick story, uh, and then I'll go. And, 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 and we still have more comics. And thank you for being so patient, and it's an honor to be here. Uh, so um, my daughter, is a, uh, she does costumes. She works in the costume department, and she yeah, on commercials and movies and plays and things. And she was working on this play, and uh, Russell Brand was doing a part in it. And I got a text. It said, Dad, there's an emergency. <laughs> she said, uh, I have diarrhea. So I went into Russell Brand's dressing room and I used his toilet because I couldn't get to the, <laughs> the bathroom I'm supposed to use. And now he came in and he doesn't know I'm in his bathroom and I got to go back to work. What do I do? And I said, make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> when you're finished, open the door and go, hi, Russell Brand. I had to change my tampon. You know, Shark Week. And... My daughter texts back, Dad, you're the greatest. Now, she thought I was helping her out of an awkward situation, but really I was like, what could I have her say so Russell Brand won't try to fuck her? About the future of my relationship. Yeah, get in here. Get get in here. Get in here. Were you guys here? And then you left, or did you just come back now? What? I've been here. You've been here. Do you have a, what do you have in your hand? Uh, this is for the previous show. For oh, all right. <laughs> Listen, I didn't make a poster for you. <laughs> no, it's okay. How was Doug Love's movies tonight? Was it? All right, rate it compared to this show. No, don't do that! But you thought about it! You thought about it. You know, Doug listens. He doesn't listen to shit. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah, that was this. Doug loves movies. Is, that's the show that, that happens before this show uh, for, for folks that are listening to the podcast or watching, uh, or watching on Laughster. And hey, I want to just say right now uh, that so far we've raised over $1,000. And there's. Yeah. watching, uh, including Andrew Jones, who's watching in the UK where it's six o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry. Yeah, what is your life? Are you okay? Get to bed. It is late or early. Um, no, we appreciate that so much, and that's amazing. And I also just want to say, I know there's some of you guys that, that are watching right now, and you're thinking to yourself, like, yeah, I, can't, I don't, I don't want to uh, buy $200 worth of anything, including posters that are signed by anybody, and I totally get that. Uh, but you could just donate like two bucks if you want to, because uh, it's been a great show. We're just gonna pass. We literally 100% of the proceeds go to the LA Gay and Lesbian Center. It would mean a lot to me personally if we can give them even more than a grand. So, and folks here, uh, you know, get in there uh, other in other ways. You know what I mean? Drop off a pie or whatever. You, whatever is whatever feels right to you. Do that. And yeah, what a night we are having. I just want to talk to one more human. We get, What's the website? What's the website? Uh, Google LA Gay and Lesbians. I don't know. Who understands websites anymore? I don't 
It's Google.com and then you put in LA Gay and Lesbian Center. Oh, for well, it's it's Laughster.com, but actually, it's this is what's so crazy about it and why it's such a cool thing. So it just captures the show and puts it out live, and then after this, uh, it's 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 donezo. We're yeah, we're gone. I don't I don't know if they can. Ryan, can you ask the Laughster dudes that are over there if they can donate after the fact? Do you know? Okay, look at this! For you! Um, that's cool. How was your day? What? Yes! Well then, don't drop up a pie. Go home. Get on your com- computers. Google Laughster. It's also available at Laughster.com. I do know that website. You know what's a great website? Twitter.com. These are the websites I know. Other than that, straight up Google. IMDB.com, great website. <laughs> Wikipedia.com as well. <laughs> Yahoo is one. These are websites. <laughs> How was your day today? Great. Yeah, what'd you do? Uh, we actually, we were in the audience of Jeopardy today. What? You were at the audience of Jeopardy? Yeah. What a weird day. <laughs> Those things don't go together. Wait, how was Jeopardy? Pretty surreal. Pretty surreal? How much prep time is going on? But Almost none, I guess. Almost none, yeah. Who won? Did, uh... It was the college edition. Oh, the college edition. So uh, do you remember what university took it home? Middlebury. M- Middlebury. That's from the place, yeah. <laughs> I think that's in Connecticut. Oh, Vermont. I, uh, go fuck yourself. It's in Connecticut. <laughs> no. All right, no, it's in, it's in Vermont. Uh... That's the same. That's, that's the same. Connecticut, Vermont, who cares? It's like trees and whatever Connecticut has. You know what I mean? Mystic Pizza. Connecticut has Mystic Pizza. Uh, well, that's cool. Did you, had you like planned that for a while? Are you guys big Jeopardy fans or were you just like... Yes and no. But... How did you get the tickets? Do you have to do it in advance? Yeah, not too much in advance, though. How, like, how long? Like, when can I go see Jeopardy? They tape that at a place also is my follow-up to this. That feels like that is, that feels like, again, that's like there's one Jeopardy. And they're just like, well, no, they, where do they tape that? Culver City. <laughs> Look at the audience. You know where Jeopardy is taped. Culver City. Okay, all right. Well, great. Congratulations to Middlebury College. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well... <laughs> I don't know what to say. That was live. <laughs> Did you have to sign like a non-disclosure? No, but I mean you're going to jail. <laughs> like for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's over for you. I can't believe you're gonna have to serve time for that too. You know what I mean? How embarrassing. It's like worse than child porn, you know? Because at least that's like you know tangibly bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. You guys are being so patient. Thank you so much for letting me still talk, even though I'm coughing and being disgusting. I just really want to be a part of the show tonight. I swear Rio will bring up our last comic. We got two comics left. Uh, This next gentleman, he was on our first show. We love the fuck out of him. Let's hear right now for Ron Funches. Hi guys. You guys give it up for Esposito. She's a trooper. 
have many things, but I feel if it's here, I should use it. <laughs> Just my keys and my grinder. <laughs> now it makes me wonder if I got a problem. People don't normally carry pot grinders with them everywhere they go. But I do. Oh, it's so much fun. I feel blessed that I'm following Bobcat Goldthwait. This is amazing. I love it. So I, I, had I didn't know you were here. Oh. <laughs> I tell you, Bob, if there's one thing I love hearing, it's an older white man's perspective on the N-word. <laughs> I don't get that nearly enough. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I, two days ago, I was walking down Sunset, and someone called me a nigger, and I, I didn't even think to go, how does Bobcat feel about <laughs> How did this affect him? <laughs> oh. So it was a term of endearment. As we are somewhat friends. <laughs> but I do, I struggle with that word too. Sometimes I say it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes, you know, I would like wonder if I should say it at all. And I don't, I agree. I don't believe we should ever use that word to hurt people. But I do believe we should use it to shame our pets. <laughs> That's just fun for everybody. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Like if you own a cat that's an asshole. <laughs> or a parakeet that thinks it's better than you. <laughs> oh, you think you better than me just cause you can fly, nigga? Fuck you! <laughs> Flying ass nigga wouldn't be shit without me. I buy your bird seed. <laughs> I buy the scarves you refuse to wear. <laughs> wear your damn scarf, nigga. <laughs> That's just my favorite sentence right now. I got my first unwanted advance from a lady online in my life last week. Um, so I want to just apologize to all ladies now. 
because I thought what I was doing was charming. <laughs> but I realize now that's not fun. I don't feel sexual now. <laughs> it's just horrible. I don't know how to deal with it. I'm not a tough person. I don't understand why people act tough. I don't get that demeanor. So when you're acting tough, that just tells me you've been through a lot of horrible shit and you survived it and you're ready to attack anybody at any time. <laughs> like a pit bull. I want a demeanor that says, I've never been through anything at all. <laughs> and I'm just a pug riding a decorative pillow. <laughs> Will I lift my head today? Who knows? <laughs> but you shall feed me. <laughs> I'm sad about how far away we are from the summer. I love the summer. It's my favorite time to relax, smoke a lot of pot. That's my summer thing. It's also my winter thing. And it's creeping in on fall. <laughs> it's just a fun thing. I like it. I don't like it when people tell you not to do it. Why would they? That doesn't make sense. But a lot of weird things bother me, to tell you the truth. I'm a weird guy. Like, why do I always have to prove to a robot that I'm not a robot? <laughs> why do you care? <laughs> Who put you up to this? How do you want me to prove I'm not a robot? With a capshka? <laughs> Putting in a series of random letters and numbers? That sounds like something a robot would be pretty good at. <laughs> and I don't go up to my toaster and be like, hey, prove to me you not my friend Craig right now. <laughs> You look at a little Craig-like to me. <laughs> Kinda acting like Craig. <laughs> Turning my bread into toast, that's one of Craig's favorite things. <laughs> oh, that is you, Craig? <laughs> Man, you love sitting on kitchen counters. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story about my friend Craig. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Ron Funches, you guys, one more time. Holy shit. Oh my God, so funny. Well, you guys, we've made it to the end of the show. We're at the end of the Netflix queue. We're making it. This next comic is so funny, you guys are going to love him. You might know him from his podcast called Who Charted. 
You guys give it up for Howard Kramer. Give it up for my new haircut. Thank you. It's already a disaster because it gives the impression that I'm together mentally because it's like a clean look, which is not the case whatsoever. I'm a mess between the earlobes. That's not even where the brain is. I'm a mess between the Spock parts. Nothing's going right up here. Hey, uh, we're making money for uh, LGBTs. Give it up. Uh, they've come a long way. Give it up for Macklemore. Give it up. Uh, this, it may be time to lose the Macklemore, I think, to, if we're going to keep this thing going forward. Is anybody with me on that? When I say Mackle, you say less. I try to kick that bottle cop. Look what happened. Hey, uh, is this Paul F. Tompkins? You can't like thrift stores and gays. I'm sorry. Hold for the net. I'm holding for screen comments. I was at a thrift store in Glendale one time. They got a Salvation Army over there by Colorado Boulevard. I was in there. I'm looking for bargains. I would pick up uh, VHS tapes. Uh, I once got a Michael Jordan stopwatch. I once got a, a Teletubby thing. And I was in there one time, and uh, this guy comes up to me, and he goes, huh? I said, excuse me? He goes, blow you in the parking lot? I said, uh, no, I'm cool. <laughs> like, being cool would mean that you're not gay. But anyway, the point is this. I don't think Macklemore went through that. You know what I mean? <laughs> See what I mean? For, for him, it's separate issues. I love thrift stores, and I love the gays. But if I would have went home that day to write a song, it'd just be about, like, I'm shopping for bargains... That wasn't really the bargain I was shopping for, but I do appreciate it. I've got a lot of gays in my life. I have gay relatives, gay friends. I have gay enemies. Uh, neighbors is what the people, they are. Neighbors. Neighbor hatred goes beyond whatever civil rights struggle anybody's going through. Do you know what I mean? Like it trumps civil rights problems. You're my fucking neighbor. You need to shut up. You need to stop fucking making noise. I'm trying to scramble some tofu. How you doing, kids? All right. I was your age when I started performing here. What's with the pad? What's that about? Oh, oh, cool. Very cool. Doing just a little drawing. Sometimes you see people like taking notes at the comedy show. Then you'd be like doing the jokes somewhere. <laughs> hey, folks, I'll admit it to you. I'm drunk. I'm like an early show. 
like an early show guy. All these other guys, they have like uh, TV shows and movies and stuff like that. For me, this is real. This is all I have. This is it. Try not to ruin it for me. Those guys are already home studying scripts. They have no fucking idea what happened in here. All right. All right. Couple tips for the gays. Listen. We're here, we're queer, get used to it. I want to tweak it. Does that have okay? When you go, because I think it's backwards, it should be we're queer, we're here, get used to it. Who's with me, anybody? You go, we're here, so what? So what, you're here, we're queer. Oh, you happen to be gay. Get used to it! I don't know, just as a rhythm of like a one, two, three. It just seems like you go, we're queer. Oh, you happen to be gay. We're here. Get used to it. They told me backstage, don't do anything. Damn it. God, is bad judgment my whole fucking... It's my entire MO. It's just exactly what happens every time. Uh, no, Macklemore, Ben Haggerty giving up. He's fantastic. I've been doing drugs for like four years. And, um, yeah. People give me moon cookies and shit. I go on the road, she gave me moon cookies. I go, what? What's moon cookies? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's like weed cookies or something, I guess. But uh, I'm drunk now. Anyway, um, so I, I took one and uh, waited for something big to happen. Nothing happened, and I'm like in my hotel room and nothing to do. So I just did what you do in that situation. I just shoveled all the rest of every other moon cookie. And I'm waiting for, I'm staring at the carpet, waiting for patterns to emerge, waiting for big things to happen. That, that was it. Nothing happened. I think that's just what she calls cookies. <laughs> Don't eat a whole one. Uh, Chipotle, you been there? I didn't take it. It's a mess in here. I, I Chipotle, I can't go there without a major fucking problem. Have you? I, I walk in. It's just that burrito assembly line. It's just communication breakdowns. I walk in. They go, uh, hey, welcome to Chipotle. What can I get you? I'm like, uh, give me a, 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 a burrito. Okay? Flour or corn? Give me corn. He starts making it. He goes, black or pinto beans? Give me black. But then he's like still kind of finishing up with the corn tortilla. So then he looks up. Pinto? <laughs> what are we doing? What's it gonna take, Chipotle? I want a button on my side of the glass. How about that? I hit the button. LED lights around my food choice. You don't even have to make eye contact. You see the lights just dig, dig, 
Dig and slide, dig and slide. <laughs> then you get down to the cashier. Hey, how you doing? I'm, I was doing good until I fucking stood here. Dealt with this shit. That's why I go, I have like a stack of Chipotle napkins in my kitchen like this high. Just because of the anger when I get through that. <laughs> Fuck, I'll just take all the napkins. And then like three lemons too. Give me three lemons. Throw them in the bag. They don't do anything except make some of the napkins wet. But I taught them. I taught them a lesson. I just got the light. Hey, did we, we made some money. How about this show? Pretty good. Pretty good. I, uh, I'm sorry, you guys. I had long, scraggly hair for like a year and a half. I had my hair cut in like 20 months. And uh, it just calibrates your whole shit differently. People look at you different. People look at you weird. This guy, long beard, skinny tie. Even he, I feel a, disa- I feel a disapproval. Did I sell out? Am I a sellout? My One Direction all of a sudden? Leave One Direction alone. They're a good group. Three out of five of them I really do like. Anybody? I, I saw the movie. They, 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 I never liked a boy band before, but they cut out all the dumb synchronized dancing. And they just fucking, they fuck around with each other. One guy's singing his line, the other guy's like, fuck you, behind him. It's good, man. They're not aimed at your demographics, so just give them a fucking break. (laughs) Did the Teletubbies, did they need, like, soaring guitar solos? Insightful lyrics? They're not for you. It'd be kind of dope if the Teletubbies did that, though. They just, like, fucked with each other. One of them's up front. There he goes back there. Oh, shit. I think I am supposed to get out of here. I just want to say a couple things. Should I say them? No, listen. Your sexual preference means nothing to me. Do whatever you want. Keep doing it. A lot of times when I am in like a sex movie search, I will happen upon a screen grab where there's gay stuff going on. I don't click on it. I don't start it. But I do... I feel good about it. (laughs) I want to thank Cameron Esposito for all the comments you've seen tonight. Thank you guys. Good night. better at closing a show than Howard Kremer, guys. One more time for Howard. So patiently waiting and such a good payoff for us. Hey, and why don't you just keep it going for everybody you saw tonight, guys? Why don't you keep going? I think Mia Butcher is going to come out here and help me close the show. Let's hear it for Ryan in the booth for one year. One year of his life. He doesn't go home. He lives up there. He's been in the booth for one year. I want to thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. You know, you can can go home and you can listen to the podcast. You can let friends know about the podcast. You can come back and see the show again. You can donate on Laughster. Do you see what a multimedia experience we're allowing you to have? 
Uh, we're Steve Jobs. We are Steve Jobs. <laughs> it's been a long night. I can't, yeah. They can't all be no, good ones. No, that was a good one. Jesus hey, Christ, yeah. you guys. No, I think that was great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> if we're not Steve Jobs, we're at least Ashton Kutcher. Absolutely. At least Ashton. If we're not Ashton Kutcher, we're at least Demi Moore's abs. In the movie where she's a stripper. What's that even called? Striptease. Striptease. That's what I thought it was, and then it was like too obvious. But that's what they went with. Yeah. It's very similar to Showgirls. It's also about the same movie. Showgirls. Um, well, you guys have been amazing. Uh, if you have a million dollars, spend it on to me more. See if that offer is still available. She's in that movie, right? Yeah. Come the fuck on! We're doing a G. great G. job up here. Anybody? Anything? No. She's in huge. G- yeah, that's the movie Come where on. they where they offered the million dollars to sleep with her, right? G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. She's like, stop raping me. No more. That's a big part of G.I. Jane. I don't know if you've seen that, but she says that. That's a big part of it. Um, okay. Well, that's Rhea Butcher. It's finally fucking right in the wire. I'm Cameron Esposito. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for coming out. Thanks, you guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to cover your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.